This is the Do It Indie Radio Hour podcast. Hey, shut up! You shut up! And everybody else shut up! A lot of shut up, Dill, uh, shut up. Whatever, and shut up. Shut up, idiot! Shut up and come on and shut up! Shut up! Shut up, shut up. I pretty much insist that you shut up. You never mind, and also shut up. Oh, shut up. Will you shut up? Third time's a charm? Third time's a charm. This is MP Cavalier shutting up. This is Tolin. Shut up! And this is the Do It Indie Radio Hour. Shut up! That's yeah. so weird. I don't even know what to talk about we now. Should addre- we should address this. I don't even know what to talk about we now. Should, we had a, such a good conversation. Let's, let's talk on. about what just happened. No, I think that we, we've always aired our dirty laundry on the show. Yeah. Let, let's do it. Let's, let's, this is... What you're listening to right now, this is the third take. We, that has never happened yeah. in the history of the Do It Indie Radio Hour. And we, we don't know what happened. And I'll tell you one thing. My memory is starting to kick in. So here's what happened. So you're listening to this now. And since we don't do a live show anymore, you're hearing this pristine. Yes. But this is the third time that we started the show. Yeah, it's crazy. And this never happened before. The only time we've ever had to go back and start the show over again is going to freak you out. Do you remember who the guest was that night? I couldn't. We tell had you. to go back and we had to do the whole beginning of the show again, again. at the end, and then stitch them together for the re was the it rebroadcast. Craig? No. Oh, okay. It was Chris Probosco of Goliath, ah. who just who who opened. Then that's their theme song. Maybe yeah. the theme song is cursed. Maybe no. Delzell's trying to tell us something. It's the curse of Goliath. I think it is. Either that or Vincent put some kind of juju on us last week when he was on. Yeah, that's so weird. He might have screwed us up. I, I feel all like I have the. I know. I, had, I feel like weird. We had like an eleven-minute conversation about the Grateful Dead Amazon series, and yes. then we talked about the Ranch, which is on Netflix, right? For a while, and we were like intelligent. We were using big words, <laughs> and like uh, we. Were and like, I was. I only said yeah like three times, and I only said uh like four times. We're like, <laughs> we were like regular people having like adults having a conversation, and I looked down and I realized, hey. Nothing's working. This shit's not working. It's not, and it's the, and that was the second time things didn't work. So That's now crazy. I think we I okay, I think we're good. I think we're good. I yeah. hope we're good. But this is the third take. Just know we're dedicated. You know, most people would have given up. I don't know. Most, most people, people would have gone home yeah, yeah. by now. Maybe we're we should dedicated to I know the band scene. is going home. They're packing up their <laughs> shit and they're out of here. And yeah, that was that's I can't believe that that happened on tonight of all nights. We have these really amazing, very wealthy musicians to impress. <laughs> uh, the, the Shoust family trust. Maybe is we here. should uh, hit them up for some new equipment. Will and Danny had their uh, their very they you know the big uh, comedy the big novelty checks they give you when the when the publisher yes. clear that's the actual size of their checkbook. Right. It's this giant checkbook. They have the giant checks, and they were about to write us a big check. Yeah. And then they're like, these guys have no idea what the fuck they're doing checkbook goes away i'd hate to see that per- the purse that that checkbook goes into you well know? she has a giant purse <laughs> that her people carry around right from the shoust family trust that's crazy so we talked about the grateful dead series which you are enjoying and i have not seen and i said that i would yeah check yeah it it, it's it's good enough to watch right, and right. you know have something on tv right and, and then we it. talked about uh i was telling you about the third ep- third season of the ranch yes which uh, with ashton kutcher and danny masterson deborah winger sam elliott and a cast of millions yeah it's and great I'm great show. greatly enjoying it it's laugh out loud funny it's a it's turned out to be a smart funny sexy comedy 
it, that they can curse, which I appreciate. It makes it more curse, real. That's where I was going with that. They curse liberally, yeah. and I love That's one of the things I love about the show yeah, is yeah. every fourth word. It's awesome. More shows, more sit- sitcoms that Netflix and all these other shows are, are producing are, oh, yeah. are more real. Yeah. You know, since we cut the cord, it's been about two months now since we got rid of Dish. Right. Uh, and, you know, we're doing everything on streaming services now, and it's actually been it's been pretty cool. I mean, we, we seem to be watching better television when we want to watch it. That's the key. That's yeah. the key. And uh, the best thing about it is that the kids are watching less television. Yeah. Except, with one glaring exception, yeah. our middle child, Harrison, he's our eight-year-old. Right. He has developed what I would consider, and I think what most child psychologists would consider, an incredibly unhealthy addiction to the show iCarly. Now, have you seen the iCarly? I know, know of iCarly. Okay. Now, Sawyer watched it when it was, I think, when it was first run. He mm-hmm. watched iCarly, right? Right. He would watch an episode, kind of funny. He didn't really get a lot of it because he was still t- younger than them. Yeah. Harrison is eight. The characters on that show are teenagers. They're in high school. Right. He has watched seasons one, two, and three of that show. I lost, I can't even, I don't think I have the technical capability to count that. <laughs> There's some kind of like uh, algebraic formula you need to run, some algorithm Maybe to calculate, we're missing something. To Maybe calculate he, the number of times. He just, he has a Kindle. Yeah. We got him like yeah. a couple of years ago. He has a Kindle and he has, iCarly is just on all. I don't even think he watches it. Well, that's how my girls are about it's the just uh, toy videos on YouTube. Yeah, you know, yeah, the Play-Doh toy videos. Yeah. Oh my god. He just like I came home from from uh, my my day job in the in the in the coal mine today, <laughs> and I got home and uh, you know took a quick uh, took a rinse off there, and I went in to say hello to him. I hadn't seen him all day, and he's in his room and he's sitting at his desk in his room and he's drawing pictures. Oh, you know what he was doing? He was reading this gigantic hardcover National Geographic book of the U.S. presidents. That's awesome. Oh, it's like four hundred pages. Yeah. It's, it's huge. And he was going through that. And he was reading about like you know Rutherford B. Hayes or something, and he mm-hmm. was like reciting factoids at me about different presidents that he had read about today because they just had a chill day at the house today. Yeah. And I, just, I'm in there like for five minutes before I realize that the Kindle is there on the desk and iCarly is on, and it's just noise. It's just yeah. like white noise to him now. Sure. You know, I was like, "What episode are you watching?" I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> is this the one where uh, Spencer set something on fire? Ah, uh, probably. <laughs> if you're not watching it dude why not turn it off did you know that uh rutherford b hayes had you know you know silver underwear you know he'll yeah, just yeah. just he just d- didn't even care that it was on but it's on all the time it's like it's, calming for it's him. free maybe it is yeah, and yeah. it's starting to freak me out a little bit because i'm like <laughs> okay this is cool for now but um is he taking this to college in, yeah. t- in 10 years? Is he going to be the iCarly guy? Yeah, sure. <laughs> you know, it was this weird show that was on like, you know, 15 years ago about this girl and her friend. And he's going to be well, watching see, that. You, you know, know what? You know, I grew up with three older sisters and yeah. I, I got exposed to like 90210 and mm-hmm. like those kind of shows that mo- mostly girls would watch. But I would sure. take that information to school and be like, yeah, you know, it'd be great conversation for girls. Yeah. Girl yeah, talk. You yeah. Know, so to not to pick up girls, but just right. to talk to him. Right. But, yeah. No. So I, maybe I, that's what he's doing. May, I don't know. Maybe he's, I. I. I don't know. But I'm like, I'm not really like overly concerned yet, but I'm starting to feel like, should we do something about it? Right. Should we say, hey, bud, you're not watching it. You're not paying attention to it. Like when I get up in the morning to get ready for work, if he's up, yeah, I hear the strains of iCarly coming down the hallway. Next time he gets in trouble, be like, we're taking away iCarly. We're no more iCarly for two days, you know, for two or three days. But would that be a punishment? 
for him. Like if we took it away, it would be some kind of like psychic release for him. It's like the time that George stopped having sex on Seinfeld. Yeah. He he became like this crazy genius. <laughs> Like he was doing science experiments and, you know, he was like speaking Latin or Portuguese and stuff. And then he had sex and boom, out the window. Oh, Is yeah. iCarly my eight-year-old's sex? I don't even want to think about that. If we that. take away iCarly, <laughs> is he going to become like Einstein? That's well, I mean, that I mean, would he's be great. a pretty smart kid how, how but he I, is. I'm but afraid uh, what's going to happen is that we're going to take it away and he's going to lapse into some kind of a weird catatonic state. Well, yeah, that's what I was just thinking. He, right now he's listening or watching it in the background and he's reading a hard covered 400 page book about the president <laughs> that's so. the whole thing like what could he get accomplished in a day if i carly wasn't there he would be the fucking president not that i would ever wish that on one of my own children. no i think he would relapse and, and go backwards if he didn't that would that. be awesome yeah. back in diapers fantastic did you have an enjoyable father's day i did i did it was just kind of my day we woke up uh, it was my choice to go to brunch picked out uh Picked out, went uh, home, took a two-hour nap. Ooh. All of us took a two-hour nap, so it was completely quiet. Nice. You know, an uninterrupted nap. That sounds ate, good. Uh, ate ice cream for lunch and then had Mexican for dinner, so I just wanted to... Sweet. Yeah, yeah. It was a good, good day. Good deal. Yeah, it was a good yeah. day. Yeah, we took, uh, we took the kids to this really cool park up in Carmel Clay uh -huh. yesterday for like three hours. Big, nice. Really cool splash park. Amazing what they do with playgrounds now. Yeah. Like the design is off It's amazing when a city has money, right? It's nice when a city has money. Yeah, these really beautiful, you know, uh, playgrounds up there. And, we, you know, we, they did that for like two or three hours, and we took a little walk. We took a little short, like, hike. There's a bridge that goes across a pond. Yeah. Like, through it. Cool. Which is it's like a wooden walkway that goes through the pond. Really, really cool. So, you know, we saw a lot of bluegills and frogs and stuff. That was neat. And then uh, we went to Costco and didn't buy anything. Oh, that's weird. How'd it, you do that? I, I don't know. We, we went to Target yesterday for, uh, what did we go to Target for? Um I think like batteries or something mm -hmm. ended up spending a three hundred dollars later and thirty dollars yeah. yeah we, we accomplished the impossible. like people were like following us out the door it was like oh my god look they're walking out they don't have anything yeah. and people were like interviewing us like they're shoving microphones right. it's like paparazzi taking pictures of the why did you not buy a casket didn't buy anything yeah yeah don't you need a tractor yeah. what's the matter with you it's summer you know yeah. then well we i wanted shrimp yeah oh and you couldn't find any for we went there to get shrimp and they only had the really big ones and I, th I didn't think it through. Yeah. I didn't feel like doing the work. I just wanted the shrimp. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, so you should have went to Red Lobster. So we ended up going to Kroger and getting the shrimp, the frozen shrimp there, and it, it was delicious. Fun we fact about uh, parks. Indianapolis ranks the l in last in best parks. This uh, next, oh, next to Fort Wayne. Indianapolis. Indianapolis. In the country? In the country. I could see Indianapolis being last. Yes. But some of the parks in Fishers, Carmel. Car right. I mean, Indianapolis, the city. Yeah. Next uh, to Fort Wayne. So. Yeah. Did you see Leah's pictures from Holland Park? Um, uh, she took the kids because I was at the I, festival I all day Saturday. I saw you uh, with, like on a ride or like a thing with your kids. That was yesterday. Okay. Saturday, I was at the Discovery Festival at the Found Square right. Brewery all day. And Leah took the kids to Holland Park, which is in Fishers. Right. It's like okay. 116th and something. And they had five gigantic, I cannot describe how large they were, Tolan, inflatable water slides. Oh, wow. Like monstrous things, like 30 feet high. You got the kids got to climb up the inflatable steps and then they awesome. get to the top and they freak. He's like, I'm not jumped. That's yeah, a you long gotta drop, go. man. You got to go. You know, and of course, my kids are like, fuck this. And they're just, <laughs> you know, jumping off this thing. But uh, they were, and this is, it was free for the day. That's Paid awesome. for by the, I guess, the Fisher's park system or 
yuppie society. Man, I know. It's, I, <laughs> I, I, we feel kind of bad that we go to those places because we're not paying those property right. taxes. You know, we're paying Lawrence property taxes. Yeah. But they don't check. Close enough. Yeah, they, they, don't, you know, they don't check your genitals or anything when you walk <laughs> check in. Your Are you genitals. from Lawrence? And I need to see your genitals. Yeah, it's a thing. Yeah. You don't know about yeah. the, the no, genital no. check? I, I still live in, on the east we'll side. Talk so. off the yeah. air. Right. Nobody <laughs> wants to touch each Nobody other. Nobody wants <laughs> to see. I don't even want to see your yeah. genitals, sir. I, I don't know where you. those have been. Yeah. Big show tonight. Yeah. Now awesome, that, man. Now We've been waiting for this one for a while. I know. Now we finally got it started. Is it still working? Are you checking? I'm looking. Oh, shit. Liberally. No, it's fine. I think it's still working. Big show tonight on the show uh, tonight performing live. It's just Craig. Yes, he's got a band with him. Last time he was on, it was just him. Yeah. Tonight he brought a band, and he didn't just bring any band. He brought the Shoust Family Trust. Yep. He brought the Brittany, ISO. Brittany McDonald, the ISO. Yeah. Uh, there's going to be a drummer. Hopefully he'll get it. It's a good thing we're running late because he's not here. Yeah. So. Uh, but you remember the Shouts and the McDonalds where they were on the show last week? Last week, yeah. And now they're back again. Our new house band. I House like, backup, I like uh, having band. them around. They're nice people. Yeah, yeah, much better than the dirty hippies we usually have on the show. <laughs> These are very nice, nice people. Well groomed. Well groomed. They yeah. and they live noble lives. They really do. <laughs> so uh, of course, uh, it's just Craig has the big CD release show at the Hi Fi June thirtieth. Uh, the album Dark Corners. Can't wait for you to hear it. Everybody getting rave reviews. It's, it actually is getting. Yeah. It, it is getting rave reviews. Uh, I love it. People love it. It's getting write ups all over the place. HuffPo. I know, for real. For reals, HuffPo. Yeah. Alex Jones on InfoWars. <laughs> Megan Kelly. Loves it. It's the only thing that him and Megan Kelly agree right. on, is that Dark Corners <laughs> is the album that is going to bring us all together as one. Huh. Interesting. Craig for president. 2020, <laughs> baby. Um, so we could clear the skeletons out of his closet. Bill O'Reilly, that's another story. No, he's still a hater. It, it, the album's about him. Well, he doesn't. Need, yeah, I mean, he's still trying to. Get, he doesn't even like Voyager by Viseria, so he doesn't know what's good. <laughs> so it's just Craig is going to be on the show tonight. They're going to play for us. We're really, really excited, and we're going to, of course, uh, talk with Craig if we have time. Yeah. And uh, we've got some uh, new music for you tonight, and uh, we'll run down a couple of, couple of big shows going on this we got weekend. The five. Run do we down. have the five. We do have nice. the five, and we have special. Uh, metal injection version of the five tonight. Uh-oh, we got a song crazy. from uh, Tony Johnson from Shed. Has put the drummer from Shed has put together a solo album called Duality, and he was nice enough to send us a couple of tracks from it two months ago, which I subsequently lost. And he was nice enough to resend them to, <laughs> to me remind you. Last hey, I week sent that to you. <laughs> and an email reminding me. So tonight, I promise uh, we'll have a, we'll we have got a track you, Tony. from Tony Johnson. So as uh, Rob Halford from Judas Priest would say. We're going to have some metal <laughs> nice. on the show tonight. Metal. Right now, we're not going to give you metal. Right now, we're going to give you... Uh, we got some great music tonight. All new stuff. The Deadweight, The Failures, and... Uh, oh, great band right here from Indianapolis. A folk duo called uh, Garage Sales. I think you're really, really going to dig them if you haven't heard of them yet. We'll get it going, finally. Yeah. I think we're okay. I don't like this intro. Let's do it again. That's You know what? Nothing's. My computer isn't even on. <laughs> None of this <laughs> I'm works. I'm not even here. Me neither. <laughs> All right, let's get it started. This is the Do It Indie Radio Hour, a podcast. We're uh, at the Fabulous Grove House in Fountain Square, Indianapolis. New music for you. And then It's Just Craig is going to join us in just a few minutes. How about some music from the Dead Weight? This is our list. This is the Do It Indie Radio Hour. And you may not click. <laughs>
falling down from the branch to the water we climb so high that we can't see down from the heights from the tallest ladder we swim so far we can't go back now we're falling down to the white river honey your eyes are open but you can't see out looking up to the great above and the whole world's looking down going down to the white river honey i fall A sweet voice. Yeah, she has a really, that? really nice voice. The name of the band is Garage Sales. They Love used it. to be called something else, like Cool Band, or uh, you know what? I, I absorb this information during the day when my brain isn't on. Yeah, they're called now, a flea market, and uh, yeah, <laughs> I forget it. I forget <laughs> it all. They recently changed their names from something else. They are now called Garage Sales. Yeah. They are two 
they're a, a, a folk duo. They're based here in Indianapolis, and then they have a third member who, I, or some, one of them lives in Kansas City or something. Because uh, I asked them if you had any gigs coming up, and they said no because somebody lives in Kansas City, so we don't play during the summer. We're not playing the summer, but they just p- put out an EP, which I really love, called Garage Sales. It's not called EP. It's called Garage <laughs> Sales. The name of that track is White River. It's really cool. It's, it's on Bandcamp. Garage Sales is, is the name of the band. Do yourself a favor and check it out. Can really we get them on the show? Neat. I, we probably could. Yeah, but, but, but one of them, the, one of them, one yeah. of them, is, one in of them here. is in Kansas City. Yeah, I wonder which one. Also, when because now we're booked until uh, like Columbus Day. When are we gonna? Uh, when are we gonna start taking the show on the road? Where would you when, like to take? Like to when where? Craig like, starts li- producing like, it, or like literally on the road? <laughs> yeah, we're like, gonna get a bus. Yeah, I thought we were gonna do the show an episode from a moving car. We well, I got I bought a van and then donated it to. Uh, 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 that was Somebody nice. Of, that was yeah. nice of you. There and now it's sitting in the middle of the hood somewhere. You're so charitable. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> riddled with bullet holes. Yeah. I'm sure. It looks like Sonny Corleone's car, right? But we did. Uh, my family. One thing we did this weekend. We spent all Saturday looking at uh, camping trailers. All Saturday. Are uh, you going camping? We're gonna. We're eventually gonna buy a, a trailer. Yeah. Well, a like one of the wheel. one of the pop up trailers. No, a fifth wheel, like a one that oh. you. Like a, not one that you drive, but a, right that you tow behind you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. Not a real big one. But yeah. Leah yeah. wants an Airstream. Those are awesome. She also wants to sell the house. Oh, she does? <laughs> yeah, so that we could live in the Airstream. Airstream, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm like, mm, you know what? No. We went in uh, one Can't of the, do like it. a big tour bus one like they have. Yeah, down yeah. And We went to Camping World, and uh, I mean, those things are like $200,000, and mm-hmm. like I couldn't stop smiling like I, <laughs> up, up the steps. I'm like, holy crap, and like... Sadie gets in the driver's seat and is like, can I drive, Daddy? Like, yeah. it was just, she was, everybody was just all smiles. Those things, are, so those cool, things yeah. are pretty freaking awesome, man. Yeah. Hey, if I had 200 grand, I'd give it to you. Oh, really well, thank wouldn't. you. Yeah, thank no, you. absolutely. Can not. you sell your house? I could sell my house. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to buy my wife an Airstream. Yeah. Uh, before uh, Garage Sales was the brand new music from the Failers. They have a, a CD out called uh, Think You're a Drag, and we gave you Gravity Fails. I saw the Failers play at the Discovery Festival number one of yes. five. At Fountain Square Brewery on Saturday, they were very, very cool, and we started off your evening, kicked it off. Kicked the as five. They, as they say on NPR, we kicked it off. With the dead weights from their album Uplift, Our List was the name of the track, and this is the Do It Indie Radio Hour podcast. I am MP Cavalier. And I am your co-host, Scott Michael Toll. Yes, you are. Now, if NPR did a wacky morning show, like what would that sound like? Very still monotone. Would it be like monotone, or would it be this guy... Telling you about an eight-year-old who solved global warming. What's the fine? What's the medium? Like, what's the like between the two? I can't decide if it would be like the wacky morning show guy, this guy doing what NPR does. Like, here's Steve Inscape with an interview with Rex Tillerson. I think there would still be or a, be like, boom, goes the dynamite. It would be right, but that would be yeah. uh, that would be like the delicious dish where they they're saying all this wacky stuff, but in those really cool NPR voices. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll have to figure that out. We should do an NPR wacky morning show one night. This is Stoner Steve. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so June thirtieth, big night in, in in Indianapolis. There are at least a half a dozen huge shows going on. Just in this neighborhood alone, I, that I know of now, there are two major CD release shows. June thirtieth at Radio Radio mm-hmm. is going to be the Yavin Four CD release show. They are releasing the long-awaited sequel to uh, the first album. The new one is called Imperial Entanglements, and of course, they will be joined on the bill by their friends, the Star Trek Band and uh, another Star Wars band. Now, will Yavin Four ever do a prequel? 
It's a good question. We should ask them that. Okay. Next time we have the Hardys on, we'll ask Jason. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And then uh, just down the road, literally steps from that show at the fabulous new and improved and expanded and uh, militant hi-fi will be the CD release show of a fantastic new album called Dark Corners. I cannot emphasize to you or overstate to you enough how phenomenal this record is. Dark Corners is the newest product from uh, It's Just Craig. Now, Craig of It's Just Craig, because It's Just couldn't make it tonight. <laughs> Craig is here. Welcome back. Thanks. Good it's to be here. nice to see you again. Yeah, great to see you as always. Uh, third time on the show. Third time yeah. on the show. He's two away from the bathrobe. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you don't have to walk around with it hanging out anymore. Um, first of all, welcome back. Thanks. Uh, it's good to see you again. Happy Father's Day. Same to you. Daylight. Thank you. Um, you were here a couple of months ago when Dark Corners was still wet. Yeah. And now it's dry enough to be in, like I was actually holding one in my hands a couple of minutes ago, and it's the, it's so cool to hold that product in your hand as a consumer. But for you, when you got the box... Yeah, it's that, really... Yeah. Now, it, did you get the vinyl yet? I didn't. Uh, okay. It looks like middle of August. Okay. Um, uh, it's, it's, uh, we've got, we have the test pressings. We cleared them. They're in production. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just... When they when they can get to them, QRP's doing them in Kansas. It's my favorite pressing plant, so yeah. I'm really excited. Yeah, this is obviously you're such a Renaissance man because you have a favorite pressing plant. Like, <laughs> there are, there are yeah. two who says that. Right? It's like, well, I, you know who says he says it? Yeah. Chris Banta says right. it, and like Jack White. They're like yeah. the only three. Yeah, people if you in the country, buy, if you right. get enough bad vinyl though, when you're paying twenty or thirty bucks a record for the stuff you consume, right? Um, then you start to feel like, oh, everything I buy from you know United, except Jack White stuff. Seems to skip. It's you know he's the only guy that can get a great pressing out of you. Oh, I was going to say, doesn't he have yeah. his own pressing company now? But he, they have six presses, so they're kind of going for the low volume stuff. Sure, um, not the it's just Craig stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you know, last time we we used um, uh, we couldn't use QRP last time because they were on a two year wait. Oh wow! Because um, they do all the Hendrix reissues. No musician can plan that far ahead. No. So <laughs> yeah, they're doing the Floyd reissues, the Hendrix reissues, okay. the Beatles catalog. Um, so so they get kind of booked up, um, but we just kind of hit it right this time where they had a lull. Um, plus, I bribed all their employees with a copy of it on vinyl. So. Nice, <laughs> good thinking. Yeah. No, now, hey, listen. I, I'm always on the on the fence about you know I I've never I've bought a few records in my time but i i i don't have a record player now and i mm-hmm. ended up giving those away and like right. i'm always on the fence i'm like man it's, it is so cool to, to go but back it's, yeah yeah i have and a, to commit to it i have a 13 year old now who um has who has the itch for it and just doesn't have the money for it uh and i t- i've taken him into square cat a couple of times and some other places and like he's wow like okay computer is 20 bucks on vinyl yeah i said yeah I'd, like the last record i bought like the last vinyl i bought right it was like 8.99 mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> you know at a record store and it was like you know midnight oil's new album or something like <laughs> yeah. that and i i just i can't i i and i know and i've listened to both sides actually i've listened to no i've listened to both the a and b side of that argument about the vinyl argument no pun intended oh totally oh, intended. okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and i was a big vinyl obviously i mean i grew up in the 70s and yeah. 80s i was i had a huge vinyl collection i mean i was at the used record store every week with that bar mitzvah money buying you know just armfuls of used records and i cannot get my head around that it sounds good because it probably does sound really good the first time you play it yeah but that second third fourth and fifth time 180 gram vinyl or not it's a piece of diamond scratching into a piece of vinyl at some point it's not going to sound that good anymore 
and I think I I think I need the, I think I need the consistency that Sergeant Pepper now to me always is going to sound the same. Yeah, it's going to sound great. Right, it's never going to sound worn. I just keep thinking like I. So the so like um, I have an acetate from Bernie Grunman from this record mm-hmm. because um, they make a one off if you want them to, mm-hmm. and you don't use it for anything as part of the process these days. But it used to be the 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 thing you got before a test pressing was was this soft. Um, vinyl acetate where they, the, the engineer just cuts one and an acetate plays about a hundred times before it degrades okay. and they do um, and so you treat that in fact mine got a little scratched in shipping and one side of it doesn't really play at all it's that soft right. wow. um, but a regular um, you know standard 140 150 180 gram you're going to get about a thousand plays no before kidding. you'll notice it the needles don't put the tracking weight on a needles about point one two grams mm-hmm. so it's almost nothing that means nothing to me I, but it, right. a friend right. told Pull me that out of your ass. I, <laughs> I put a new needle on my record player a week ago and a friend was like you gotta set it to point one two <laughs> it just retained that information for just this purpose but the thing that that vinyl does for me well first of all like on this record we put on the vinyl when we got the test pressings and the separation between the vocals with jess and kelsey and me mm-hmm. having three different vocals going at the same time on the vinyl, they sound like they're coming out of three different speakers. Sure. And on the CD, they're really all kind of together. Mm. Um, and sometimes I'm like, oh, I wish I was a little louder. I wish they were a little louder. You don't they have kind of that. compressed together. They are. Yeah, yeah. And then the spaciousness that the vinyl gave us That's is... so funny because when CDs first came out, you know, uh, the one of the big selling points of it was that all that compression that they used to have to use to get music onto vinyl is now not a problem anymore. Because you you don't you know uh, they they used to do these experiments with vinyl where if we don't compress the signal the needle is literally going to jump up out and of the down, groove yeah out of the groove yeah and so when CDs came along and you know we you know we were listening you know we were nerds we listened to Peter Gabriel and Jethro Tull and right. music that you know really those those nuances that were just jumping out of the speakers at you that you had never heard before yeah you know and also the silences right that you didn't get because of the surface noise right. So have they fixed all that? Has no. the technology so, improved? So uh, when we mastered the first record with Bernie, um, you know, he's one of the only guys cutting vinyl, you mm-hmm. know, uh, in his office every single day. And so we expected him to be a vinyl, like, enthusiast. And he hates everything. It was it was hysterical. You know, he, he motherfucked vinyl and he motherfucked CDs too. <laughs> and and it, it was basically like everything has its problems. Vinyl can't handle huge amounts of bass because it'll come out of the groove. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, but vinyl's treble is a lot clearer and you get the spaciousness between the frequencies on vinyl. Um, on CDs, you can, you can have as much bass as you want, but you kind of get a a muddier mid range. Um, and they sound the same forever, you know, which is a positive thing and they're durable. You can take them anywhere. Mm -hmm. Um, and so... You know, from his standpoint, he was like, I can't stand this vinyl resurgence. And I'm like, wait a minute, you're cutting vinyl every day. This right. is like right. like setting you up forever. I wish Minidisc would have uh, caught on. Yeah. That's, <laughs> I, I love Minidisc. I, I love them, too. I think great. they were great. I had one. Yeah. No, yeah. I, really, I really enjoyed that technology. Yeah. Like, I had fun with that technology. I know. My Minidisc. favorite thing about vinyl, though, is my kids are both into it, and they are 15 and almost 12. And they sit through an entire side of a record when they play it, and they hold the artwork Mm-hmm. And all the things that we did, because it's so easy to skip on the streaming services or even sure. on a CD, Absolutely. Sure. That, that they digest songs one at a time or 30 seconds at a time, really. Mm-hmm. Um, I always appreciated the the CD albums that, you know, had the, you know, 
20 fold out yeah you know, the big you book just sit there yeah and you read it yeah, yeah. yeah. and and on the you know I, I think the price too the weird thing about it is i think before i buy vinyl and so the stuff i have on vinyl i love mm. Um, and I think my kids are kind of doing the same thing is I, I noticed the bands my daughter really loves. She's into Mumford and Sons and things like mm-hmm. that. And mm-hmm. that's what she gets on vinyl. And she's not experimenting, you know, with, with something that, that she hates. And my son really wants one particular ACDC record on vinyl and we haven't found it yet. And it's kind of cool that we haven't run into it yet. Cause someday he's going to find it. Which and, one? Uh, what's the one from the early '80s with Thunderstruck on, or early '90s with Thunderstruck on it? For um, those about to rock, I Razor, think so. Is it Razor's Edge? Or, Maybe uh, it is. Yeah, I don't know. We'll yeah. to, I'm not too. I mean, is Doctor Google in the house? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if Doctor Google is in the house. <laughs> Doctor Google. Yeah. Um, yeah, my my kid is kind of the opposite. I mean, he. I think he. I think he's interested in vinyl as a thing, as a collector's thing, as a as a tactile thing. Yeah. Um. Because when we started going through what it would cost right. to do vinyl, the gear, and I said, listen, if we're going to go to vinyl, I'm not going to buy a shitty turntable. We're going to do it right. Yeah. We're going to find a tube amp. You know, we're going to do it. We're going to find a good Marantz or Pioneer 80, you know, 70s or early 80s era tube amp, and we're going to find, you know, get a really, really good turntable. It's going to cost you a lot of money. And he's like, well... Yeah, maybe I'll just stick to digital for now. And, you know, he's like most kids his age. He's got a Spotify account. Right. And he's, like, absorbing music right now. But he knows what he likes, and he really wants what he likes on vinyl. Yeah. So, like, Radiohead, Muse, The Beatles, you know, stuff like that. He really just sees it, and it just... And I'm the same. I mean, he gets that from me. It looks so pretty, and it's so fun to hold on to. Yeah. But I then I start to remember... What a pain in the ass it is. <laughs> oh, yeah, certainly. And it's like, I think that one of the things that keeps me in tune with him is that we are of the same mindset. Oh, uh, there's a new Muse single out. <laughs> Two seconds on the phone. Yeah. And, it, and we can listen to it in beautiful surround sound. Yeah. And I guess I'm kind of jaded that way is that I've, I, I'm one of those people that was very, very happy to give up quality for convenience. No, that's, in, in yeah. Neil Young's words, I gave up quality for convenience. And you know what? I'm okay with that. My ears suck. I don't really hear that great anymore anyway. So that quality is going to be lost on me no matter what the bit rate is or no matter how warm the anal, you know, the vinyl is. Well, and the thing you got to watch out for too, and people will be mad at me for saying this, but there are pressing plants that won't accept an analog master. You know, CZ in the Czech Republic um, that a lot of people use because their pricing is amazing. Mm-hmm. But they make you uh, email them a digital master. And so if you're wanting something to stay analog through the whole signal chain, you know when they press it, it's not analog. Right. And so I got the new Fiona Apple, you know, they finally released that great record of hers on vinyl. And the whole time I'm going, oh. The first, the first title? The yeah, first, title, yeah. yeah. And it's wonderful. And it's as good as you can, you can go with, a, with a, a digital source. But they went from tape to digital yeah. so that they could send it to this inexpensive pressing plant. Right. Um, and so there's kind of there, there's a little bit of smoke in the whole vinyl resurgence too. It, it's so funny how it gets it's gotten flipped on its on its on its head now because when in that first what two generations of CDs everything was everything was done from the analog masters. Yeah. Right. And we all complained it's like, well, this is the same this is the same You're yes album I was listening yeah. to on vinyl, <laughs> yeah. right. except now it's just on a piece of metal. Yeah. And yeah. it sounds like shit. 
Yeah. You know, and then, oh, no, we're going to start remastering all this yeah. so you can buy it again. Right. Jerk off. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks well, for the money. Yeah. And like, and when Bernie mastered this record for us, um, the, his office called and said, do you want the same master as the CD? And I said, why yeah. would I do that? The yeah. whole point of this was to, to have a, it mastered for vinyl. Mm-hmm. And they said, okay, good. That's the right answer, right. but nobody gives us that answer anymore. Yeah. You know, mm. The studios that they're working with want consistency so, across the format. So you had two. You had the digital master and you had a vinyl master. Right. right? Yeah, you know, Viseria just did the same thing. I heard both. I heard the vinyl yeah. master and the CD master, uh, the digital master, but I heard them both digitally. Oh, yeah. I haven't heard the vinyl, yeah. you know. So uh, they sent me the vinyl master, but they sent it to me as as high quality digital files. Right. I was like, wow, this sounds really, really great. And then yeah. they sent me the CD master, and I said, wow, this sounds really, really great. Right. I can't. Tell, I I just can't tell the difference anymore. Yeah, you know. And I guess I guess it does have to be that 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 needle to vinyl to really feel that difference. And I I'm afraid to listen to vinyl because I'm afraid that I'll get that bug and I'll. It'll hit me that oh, this sounds really, really good. Yeah, I love to AB for yeah, people. You know, get a like second job. Like I've got, uh, I don't know, my guilty pleasure growing up was the Chili Peppers, Blood Sugar, Sex Magic. Yeah, and oh, I God, love yeah. to play that. I've never heard yeah. that record on vinyl. Yeah, so I play I'm that on. By. I play it on CD for people, and then I switch it to the vinyl. You know, just on the <laughs> input, and everybody's mouth drops open yeah. because that one has such a huge difference. Hmm. And they did record it analog to begin with. Yeah, and, and it's got those double tracked. Every song, all the drums are double tracked. Yeah. he played all the parts twice yeah. exactly the same way both times wow and he's got one drum set in one ear and one drum set in the other ear it's a really really and cool and they effect. used a big you know they used a big space to yeah. record at a mansion yeah, yeah, and yeah. and they you know hit break drums with metal pipes yeah. for percussion and, instruments and, and their they mics do, they didn't do any drugs during the recording <laughs> there was no drugs none at all <laughs> i want to ask you a question about uh dark corners yeah you know, when we first met you you had just released your first album right and you had years those songs had been built up for a long time and that dream had been built up for a long time yeah and then you finished it and now it's a year later almost exactly yeah, yeah, isn't it, 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 it really timing is about yeah. right now dark corners this is all songs that you, you've written in the last year yeah they came out in about 10 days so how did that how did how did you process that going from i've got this this backlog of songs i've been writing since i was however old and um, they're done now. They're they're yeah. done. The dream has been realized, and they're out there. And then you made that conscious decision to do another one, and you wrote those songs. How did that process, that songwriting process, work for you? For you, from going from that backlog to going from, I I gotta like literally like vomit out ten songs like yeah in six months. So I'm I'm kind of uh, not that the songs are vomitous. Right, they're beautiful, <laughs> and they smell great. It was a lot more fun this time. Um, because I wasn't planning on doing number two, and it kind of snuck up on me. You know, I, we did pretty well on the first record, uh, thanks in part to a licensing deal. Um, and so we had a little bit of money sitting aside, and, and we saw Jess and Kelsey play, um, uh, what was that, the Jess and the Disco Panthers show. And I couldn't imagine that record not being made by the people that I love. And so as soon as they were off the stage, I, I was showing them a text between me and John Vanderslice saying, like, let's make the next Von Strauss record. And it was in the, the process of, of um, uh, making, you know, planning that record um, that uh, uh, John and I were talking about some things I was working on in my day job. And I was explaining um, how a cargo boat company had gone bankrupt and their captains were stranded all over the ocean. 
um, and for 14 weeks at a time, and they're running out of food, and their crews have all been evacuated. And but the company's out of money, and it costs two million dollars to unload every single one of these cargo boats. Wow! And so you know, I just said to him, imagine working your whole life to get to the point where you're one of 300 cargo boat captains. And you're supposed to run from Korea to L.A. and you make it to one mile from the port of L.A. and you have to drop anchor and sit there for 14 weeks staring at land. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> and um, and then I said, so my whole next album is going to be from the perspective of a stranded cargo boat <laughs> captain. <laughs> and John, like he does, said something like, that's fucking genius. You have to do it. Yeah, and, Michael Barato was on the show last week and he told us that Vanderslice finds everything amazing. Everything is amazing. <laughs> everything is fucking genius. I want to meet him. Oh, it's so great. Yeah, we'll bring him in here the next Maybe he'll, he's think that, maybe he'll think this show is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I know he'll think Scott Tolan is amazing. <laughs> nah. That's for sure. He'll tell me to shut but up. So when you when you so you you came up with the concept first. Yeah, as a then, joke. And then wrote um, the songs. Yeah. But you said you got the songs done in ten days. Yeah, it was crazy. Um I saw um Samantha Crane play mm. and and she was so wonderful. Um and I kind of was like, Oh, I gotta write something that moves me as much as, as she moves me. And so I, I wrote Go the night that I saw her play. Um, and she was staying with us at our place in Nashville, so it was super weird. She was upstairs, and I was downstairs, and I'm writing a song inspired by her show. Not creepy um, at all. Not creepy not at creepy. all. Not creepy at all. <laughs> and and now I want to go back and listen to it and see if I actually stole one of her songs. Because oh. now that I've given her credit, I'm kind of like, <laughs> I've never really checked the chord progression on, on, yeah. on that. But, um, and once I had Go, um, then I kind of said, okay, well, that's the captain leaving land. What comes next? Well, you have to um, uh, kind of come to terms with being out on the ocean. You're excited about it, but you're also leaving everything that you love. And so that gives you a loan. And then Captain is the song that Vanderslice and I talked about. You're, you're, you're all the way to your destination and you're stuck there. Um, and all you want to do is turn around and leave. Um, and as I kind of wrote it, I realized it's so freeing to have like a story to tell. Because my first oh, record, you know, everybody would say things like my receptionist at work um, said, oh, Craig, I love your record. But I just have to ask you, you know, are you still married? <laughs> and, I, and I was like, well, maybe I went a little too personal on record right. one. But yeah. yeah. And so this time it. it uh, I mean, job well done. then. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but and, and on this one, it can still be completely about me and at the same time be about all of us, because the themes that you, you talk about in, you know, from the universal perspective of, yeah, of this captain right. are pretty universal. And right. And the story arc really helped me. You don't have to think about sequencing. It's all it sequences itself. itself sure. Sure. Um, I've got to ask about the artwork. Uh, you know, MP just was holding up the uh, the CD, and then we see the the front cover artwork on the uh, yeah. you know, nice and big on the uh, vinyl. Uh, tell me about who did the yeah, artwork and Kylie what that Sp represents. And so Kylie Spar, I was trying to explain to different artists what I wanted, um, and then I found this image online, and I thought, man, this lady that's kind of falling over. Um, that's kind of giving in to whatever she's giving into and kind of leaning forward to the point of, of, of almost falling um, just captures what the album's about. And so I tracked down the artist and I sent her a demo of Captain and, and said, hey, I'd love to license this. Um, and and uh, she does a lot of artwork for, for Adobe in their menus for Photoshop. Like she's cool. world-renowned yeah, European she's artist. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, the first, when she sent me the license agreement for the image, when she said she loved the song and she'd love to let me use the artwork, it had Adobe's price uh, in it uh, when I got it. Uh, and it was, I don't know, 50,000 euros, I think, was the price. And I just thought, oh, my gosh, I... 
how do you tell somebody there's no flipping way I can afford to pay? <laughs> and so I'm sitting there and the computer dings again and another email comes from her and it had a much, 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 much lower right. price. And I thought, oh my <clears> gosh, <throat> that's all she's... And then um, uh, Jan Salazar um, is a friend of my little brother. She did business cards for him and she's a graphic designer out of Chicago and Milwaukee. Um, and so she took the, the image... Um, uh, of Kylie's and added the text and added the water and, and changed the color so that every piece of the thing flows together. Mm-hmm. I did the first one all by myself. And if you look at it, you can tell. And I love the fact that this one's been thought out by professionals to the point where everybody, every panel you know, flows I'm, into I, the next I, panel. I'm actually, and, I'm actually just now starting to realize that this, this doesn't look like the, 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 what you, you had sent me what this was going to look like. Yeah. Like, Five months ago, yeah, definitely, and it, it does look it does look markedly. Was yeah. it uh, was it tough to let that part of the album go since you had done the first one, or is it um, tough? No, because I I hadn't touched any of that software since I did the first one, mm-hmm. and so I was really terrified of learning it all again. Yeah, um, and this way you could say, hey, I love it, but like I want the letters to deteriorate in the same amount that the guitar deteriorates on track two. Right. You know, you could say ridiculous artists, artist things. Artists, <laughs> artists love that kind of direction. Yeah. From, from what I've heard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Totally. It yeah. was. No, I your mean, first I'm, draft sucks. I'm married, uh, I'm married to one, and <laughs> yeah. you know, when when people ask her to do that kind of stuff, like I can hear like her I bones can actually cringing. hear her soul <laughs> just shrivel up and die just a little bit. Yeah. Just a little. Uh, great. This is an amazing. It's. I'm really like three times a year I get this excited where I cannot wait for everybody to hear this record this is one of those times it's amazing great job oh, thank you you put together a fantastic team um jess and kelsey are on it and mark ford's mark on ford's it on and elijah's Elijah on it it's, it's, yep. it's a really great band and the music sounds great the the thing that i love the most about it is that you can take that music you you I think you're almost kind of creating almost a port your music has a portability to it where you're on the show tonight and none of those people right. are here. Yeah, it's a completely different set of people, and we, the sound check sounded great. And you guys had a fantastic rehearsal. Yeah, last night, and then uh, at the Hi-Fi on June thirtieth, right. it's going to be a mixture of those. It is folks, folks that we're going to hear tonight, and the folks who played on the record. Yes, right? Jess and Kelsey will be there. I, I yep. know Will is playing with you yep. that night, and Jess and Kelsey are playing with you yep. that night. Also, June thirtieth at the Hi-Fi, everybody who comes in gets a copy of the. Am I, yes, everybody, everybody gets, gets the cop- CD free. Okay. Everybody that wants to download can have it's it free. If the house. vinyl makes it here in time, we're giving the vinyl away free. Wow, nice. My wife has mentioned something about the amount of merchandise boxes in my basement. Mm-hmm. So literally anything people want that I have, it's they It's got to go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, the first time we, we did a Kickstarter and we tried to sell the record, mm-hmm. and we did well, um, uh, but, um, you know, this time, I really just want people to hear it, and I want to yep. find a way for them to hear it. And so I'm going to try a new new marketing technique. Give, give have it, it all. <laughs> uh, what, what can people? Uh, what should people uh, expect to pay to get into the high five? It's First a, of all, is it, so, it's not sold out. It's yet. not. It's okay. five hundred dollars, but you get the CD. Yeah, so, thousand yeah. euros. So, so <laughs> yeah. for the bargain price of ten dollars, uh, they get to see the McDonald's. Um, yep. Great, my band. favorite duo mm-hmm. um, of all time. 
they get to see Jeff Kelly in the Graveyard Shift with, uh, with Charlie Ballantyne with Charlie playing Ballantyne. guitar. Yeah. We have we can't can't let Charlie listen to this. Uh, I just met him, and I've already liked way too many things on his social media <laughs> for this relationship to ever blossom into a normal friendship. He's a, such a good dude. He is amazing. He's a good dude. really really nice dude. Um, and and Phil's playing bass on that yep. show. And I mean Jeff's band is is killer. Yeah. Um, McDonald's are going full band also. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Von Strantz. Um, is playing also on that same show. I thought Fame and Fiction were playing at that show. No, that's a different show. I'm different, sorry. Yeah. That's, that's we'll take them. If Fame and Fiction wants to no, play, no, no, no. come. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I think that's the Viseria show. Yeah. yeah. So um, so we have Von Strauss and then us. Mm-hmm. And then um, we we asked anybody that we've met, because of this show, we, we didn't know a single person a year ago in the local scene. And now we can throw out there to all the people that you guys have helped us meet. Um, and the people that we found out that we love because we didn't even know of them a year ago. Um, and so I think eight different people are jumping up with us during the encore, which <laughs> awesome. I'm sure we're just going to play A minor over and over again. Yeah, you know, it'll yeah, be perfect. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because <laughs> uh, yeah. throw a couple of D minors in there. It's a, so apparently it's the saddest chord. Yeah. So come to the hi-fi if yeah. you want to see Wes, the sound guy's head explode. Yeah, when we have four man. guitar <laughs> players and a bass player he, and two he actually drummers. might and, remove his hat. Yeah. <laughs> and eat it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. June 30th at the Hi-Fi, it's just Craig. It's the CD release of Dark Corners. Uh, you pay 10 bucks to get in. You get the CD for free and anything else you can grab that isn't nailed down. Yep. Uh, it's going to be a great show. It's just Craig, the McDonald's, Von Strantz, and uh, Jeff Kelly in the Graveyard Shift. It's This is an all-star deal. This is a big, big, big show. So get there if you can. It's just Craig is going to perform live for us uh, after uh, our next, uh, we're going to finish up the five. And then we're going to hear a live performance. A sneak from peek. Craig before, and before, today's uh, and the new def- the new defenders. The, the the defenders. The defenders. Yeah. And I before I go up there, I want to yep. just do a little psychoanalysis of the first segment today. Oh no! Uh, I mentioned. I heard <laughs> which the, one? Of our, so, which one? Of our first. Segment. Oh yeah. So <laughs> which the, take oh. was the iCarly discussion in fa- in segment take three? <laughs> I don't, it, it's all running together now. So, yeah, it was take three. I think it was. So um, I think I found it fascinating, and I'm not sure you made the connection yet, but. Your son, you said, is really into iCarly. Yeah. iCarly is an entire show based around a video podcast. Yes, it is. And, you I, know, all I, I was all I was thinking sitting over there is that is the connection. To for him? Yes. To me? To you. Oh, I he, think he just has a crush on Jeanette McCurdy. Which is fine. <laughs> we also encourage that. <laughs> yeah. Look, at bon- I took my kids to Bonnaroo last week. Yes, and, you did. And on the fourth yeah. day of Bonnaroo, my son got caught saying in front of my wife, hey, dad seven today and my wife says seven what and my son says well 14 if you count both of them um so you know we we encourage a healthy crush yeah Uh, yeah yeah. but i i I thought it was kind of cool because from the other side of the room i was looking over here saying this looks like iCarly without video cameras and without uh, totally, totally. Yeah, it's exactly. Hopefully, we the make same. that iCarly money too, Ex- right? Yeah. yeah. Now, you've never seen the show, have you? I, I don't think so. Okay. No. okay. I know of it, but yeah, yeah. So I'll, I'll get yeah. there one day. Interesting. Yeah, it was, I'll I, have to. I was right. having a proud father moment for you. So. Well, thank you. I, I appreciate that. I'm, I'm, I'm horrified that he will not stop watching that show. So you're it's really like, saying here, that deep watch down inside, Jesse, his, anything. His son has a crush on him, right? No, I no, think, I'm just kidding. I think, that, I think that because he can't experience this, yeah, yeah. that he's making a, I think what Craig is saying is that he's I making know, a I connection yet yeah, to yeah, iCarly, which is two high school girls start a, a, a web show. And this, right. this is the 90s before there was anybody could do it. Right. They start a web show and it becomes wildly internationally popular. 
okay. they're just two high school girls in Seattle doing this in their in their apartment. Very cool. So yeah, you might you might be right about that, or maybe you need a little bit of psycho. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's Craig, what the records are, are for. A good dude, and we were very happy to call you our friend. Thank you so much. Thank you guys. And uh, it's just Craig is going to perform for you in just a couple of minutes. We're going to get back to music. I just want to run down a couple of shows real quick. Do it. Can man. we do that? Do okay. It. So tomorrow, Tuesday, can't say tomorrow. So Tuesday, if it's still early enough in the week, great show at the uh, State Street Pub tomorrow night. Uh, it's Avant Night, Fawn Fables, Paul Fonfara, and the reformed Beat Debris will be playing at the State Street Pub tomorrow. Fawn Fables, a really cool band from out west. They're really, really neat. You should go check them out. Wednesday, it's the first trivia night at Square Cat Vinyl. They're starting a trivia night, Tolan. Awesome. But it's, I, I'm hoping it's about local music. So it'll be like, how long is Nate Deckard's beard? Yeah. How many bands is John Martin in? How many local music podcasts are there? One. Zero. Well, there's... Oh, there's the, that one. Yeah, right, yeah, the, yeah. The other one, right. Yeah, okay. The one that he That he, he does, yeah, that somebody yeah, else yeah, started, yeah. right. Uh, Thursday night, a big show at the Casbah and Broad Ripple. Everybody needs to pay attention now because it's going to be Cyrus Youngman and the Kingfishers and a little band called Danny Almar. Nice. Who you are, who are performing in just a few minutes with It's Just Craig. They will be at the Casbah in the Brip. Saturday night... Young Kingdom album release show. Uh, they were on the show last week. Uh, the, their album, Kind of Wired, is dropping on Saturday night at the Fountain Square Brewing Company. Uh, they will be on a bill with Brother or Brother and Ghost Wolves, but Young Kingdom is the headliner. That's baller. That's awesome. Also Saturday night at Musical Family Tree just around the corner. Uh, Barley Pops and Never Come Downs. Maybe I'll finally get to see Barley Pops. Nice. You, ne you never know. The Brip sounds like, the a, brip. Uh, the, uh, uh, like a venereal disease. I got the brip. Yeah. I better get a shot for it. <laughs> do they have shots? Can you get a shot for the brip? Yeah, I got I the brip. Well, what am I going to do? Let's get back to music uh, from Fort Wayne, Indiana. We just found out about these folks today. Uh, Fields and Fortresses, the name of the band, just put out a brand new record, which is called Brave New World. We'll give you a song from that. And then uh, you better hold on to your butts because we're going to go metal with Tony Johnson from Shed. This is Fields and Fortresses on the Do It Indie Radio Hour podcast. I am MP Cavalier. And I'm totaling. And this is Waiting on Our Stars. No clicking.
Johnson and Serenity from his Rock. solo album Duality. He's the drummer in Shed. Yeah, yeah. Good, good dude. Good band. Uh, put out a solo album. It's called Duality. I believe it is available at all of your favorite digital retailers. Or send him a message. He'll send, He'll it, send it, to it to you. Yeah. No, not for free though. You yeah. got to you got to write him a big check, <laughs> a big novelty check. Before that, Fields and Fortresses from Waiting uh, from uh, their album Brave New World. Waiting on Our Stars is the name of the album. It is not completely released yet but if you pre-order the album on the uh, on Bandcamp you get two songs now the other one is just as good as that one awesome. and then the album comes out i think tomorrow actually and you get the rest Fields and Fortresses from Fort Wayne Indiana speaking of waiting for the stars we got the stars right now yeah. right there on the stage of the Grove House uh, June 30th is the big CD release for, for Dark I almost said Brave New World again for Dark Corners it's just Craig uh, recorded in San Francisco, produced by Vanderslice, mastered by Bernie Grundman. Is that his last I name? I have no Grunderman? idea. Grunderman? Grunderman? Grunderslurm. Grunderslurm. Is Vanderslice and Grundman should start a company just called Grunderslice, <laughs> I think. I will never meet these people. It's on vinyl and digital. And CD. And CD. And I think mini disc, right? Mini disc. And for and if you if you and not even money, if you just ask nice, he'll come to your house and perform the whole thing from beginning if to end. If you ask nicely, he'll do it in braille, and he'll make you a souffle because <laughs> that's what kind of guy he is. Hell of a guy, that guy. Hell of a guy. And tonight he is ably assisted 
by uh, Danny and Will Schaust, the Schaust Family Trust, of course, and uh, uh, the amazing Brittany McDonald, and the drummer's name, last name we didn't get. We'll just call him uh, Braden the Drummer. Good enough? <laughs> That's all we need to know. Man sure. of mystery. Yeah. Uh, please welcome our... Uh, these. We know all these folks really well. They're, they've become part of the Do It Indie Radio Hour family. Um, as a matter of fact, we are kind of like the redheaded stepchildren of that family now, and they kind, right. of, they yeah. kind of run the joint. They sit at the <laughs> adults' table. Please welcome our good friends. It's just Craig. Kids? Sometimes it just don't know where to go Baby, I know we'll try To do more than get by Cause getting by ain't doing it for me I don't wanna go I don't wanna go
back since we're being professional here. Sick of good night. 
Beef jerky, beer, and whiskey Only works for so long Try another song I 
goes away It's a long trip in That's our uh, ode to Jason Molina, uh, one of the former residents of our fair city and one of the best musicians to ever live. And we can't end on that depressing of a note, so let's uh, kick up an old one. Still in its shrink wrap Still hiding from 
gonna do road trip
pretty sure that in the industry, that's called a badass jam. That was a badass jam. That was is very fun. The Young Revelators from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Nice. First Not time Wisconsin, I've heard of them. Out Wisconsin. Yeah. Wisconsin. They played at the uh, Discovery Festival the other day. Oh, very cool. Yeah, they played the indoor. Uh, the indoor. They played in the brewery. The brewery. In the brewery. Yes. The yep. Young Revelators. Martin is the track, and All I See is the album. Came out a couple of years ago. You can get yourself one. Uh, look up the Young Revelators on the uh, on the social media. Very cool. They're everywhere. This is the Do It Indie Radio Hour podcast. MP and Tolan with you. Yeah. Uh, thanks for listening, and don't forget if you uh, if you're listening to this podcast, you can listen to a whole bunch of other ones at uh, www.doitindieradiohour.com. We got a whole bunch of it's shows. It's still on ours. There. We don't want to. It's still right. We still people. own it. Yeah. Right. No, we <laughs> still own it. And um, that's not going to change. No, I mean, you'll still be, they'll still be listening to our podcast. It's not right. other podcasts. Right. They're, we don't want to get their hopes high. No. Yeah, it's still going to be us. It's, it's still us. Yeah. It's, it's us, right. Uh, 157 times. <laughs> yes. So we have a huge archive of shows uh, on the website. And you can also, there's a, a subscribe button there uh, right underneath Tolan, uh, a beautiful photo of Tolan and I taken by Tim McLaughlin. Yep. Uh, right underneath there, you got all the shows, all the episodes, you got the menu, and then you got a subscribe button and you can uh, add it to your iTunes, your podcast um, app. Now, let me ask you something. Ask me. Here, 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 I'll pull a MP. Can I ask you a question? Yeah, let me ask you a question. <laughs> <laughs> Are we going to have a party this year? No. Okay. No, Good. we decided we weren't going to have well, an then, anniversary then show this year. you were kind of cluing that uh, you knew who we were going to ask uh, to play the show this year. There was a, a band that we had on that, uh, one or two bands. I can't think of them now, but. That we had on th- on this yeah, show. On oh well, list. if we were doing an anniversary show this year, I would want those bands to play. Right. It. Well, but since we're not, I don't have my heart can't take it this year. I just I can't <laughs> I can't do it. It's too depressing. It, it is depressing. It's depressing. It's like another year. Yeah. Are we? Yeah. Are we <laughs> yeah. Last year was a very emotional year. We're like, are we going to do the show after after the? Yeah, there was the, it was just the. The whole last. He almost died. Yeah, 2016 like, uh, just. Uh, Tolan just, almost got divorced. Yeah, it sucked. <laughs> it, it sucked. I don't know why we were celebrating. Yeah. <laughs> it should have been a fucking funeral. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I, we're not. I, we're not doing one this year, and I don't think we're. I don't think we're doing one for quite. We should do like a, Five a seven and three quarter year. No, nine and three quarters. We'll have a Harry Potter theme. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. We'll do nine and three quarters. Everybody we'll wear your robe and yeah. We'll bring see who's wand. who's big that year, and we'll have a kid a Quidditch match outside in the parking lot. Maybe by something. that time, uh, Jason uh, Bramberry will be in a, uh, a Harry Potter <laughs> a Harry Potter tribute yeah. band. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Yeah, that'd be it. The Hogwarts. We'll call it the <laughs> yeah, Hogwarts. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, we're not doing it this year, which is a shame because there's a lot of really good bands I would like to have on that bill, but yeah. Nah. We'll give it a break for a year. Yeah, we'll give it a break for a year let's or, just or give, five. Yeah, let's give the sh- show in general a break for yeah, a good let, three years. Let the show breathe. Yeah, we let need some youngsters to come up and uh, yeah, and then we need to rediscover the indie music I scene. need to rediscover myself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go home and do that tonight. Whoa. Yeah. Thank you so much to uh, to Craig and uh, and the whole gang there, Danny and Will and Brittany and Braden. Uh, great performance. Yeah. And June 30th at the Hi-Fi's big CD release show, the McDonald's. Uh, Jeff Kelly in the Graveyard Shift with Charlie Ballantyne and Phil Sloan. Von Strantz. And Von Strantz will be in town as well. Also, it's my wedding anniversary. 16 lovely years. Wow. Yeah, that's a biggie. 
Yeah. Wow. So anyway, uh, yeah, go to the website and subscribe to the podcast. So yeah. somebody actually follows so on Facebook. We got to say thank you very much to the band uh, Pistolero. They, oh, those are gr- great. They've guys. been on the show twice, and they played at the festival the other day, and they gave the show a huge shout out from the stage, and people actually approached me later. Oh, okay. They didn't cheer. No, they were like, who? What? Yeah. Who? What? Yeah. But I did get a couple of people come up to me afterwards with their phones out and say, "What's? how do I find that podcast? Yeah, on? nice. So that was really kind of nice. So thanks to, to uh, Aaron and, and the whole gang there in Pistolero. And who, who would have thunk that Indy had a uh, podcast dedicated to Indianapolis music? I, I've heard rumors that there aren't any. <laughs> so somebody better start one pretty, pretty freaking damn soon. soon. Yeah, pretty damn soon. So next week on the, the big program, Fontaine will be here. Nice. Fontaine. They are a unique band. Bubba. No, uh, Bubba Fontaine is one of the guys. You're in right, the right, right. Yeah, Bubba Fontaine. I think they all yeah. have like kooky nicknames or something. They all have al- alter egos. Yeah. And uh, so Fontaine will be on the show next week. I'm really looking forward to that interview. Yeah, it's weird. I got a uh, email at 1 a.m. in the morning. <laughs> Sorry. Asking, who is who is Fontaine? When I do my best work, <laughs> who Fontaine be? So we're looking forward to having them on the show next week. It's going to be really cool. And, uh, of course, we'll be back here at Grove House. we got a bunch of really great shows coming up this summer, some cool stuff we're doing not in Grove House. It's going uh, to be a lot of fun. Go out and see a show this week and go see some live music. There's a lot of music in uh, Indianapolis. And uh, we will be back this time next week, and hopefully we'll only have to start once. <laughs> that be, was embarrassing. That I'm was glad a, they didn't get to hear that. I'm glad we're not a live show anymore. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> that would have really the fir- sucked. The first, one was, the first take was the best. The first, you think the first take, the first take was the best, <laughs> right? The one that, the one that barely started. The second one was really. We had a really interesting conversation. Yeah. Oh, that it was the second conversation. Yeah, yeah. that was kind of a bummer. Yeah. All um, right. I guess that's. Speaking it. of bummers, uh, so we 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 uh, we lost somebody this uh, this past weekend. A great band, one of the, one of the first bands we ever played on the radio hour back in the old days. Uh, great band. Uh, they've been around a long time. Called Chemical Envy. And one of the guys from Chemical Envy, Shane Crosby, passed away on Saturday. We don't know any details. We just know that um, he 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 He's passed out on Saturday. Yeah. yeah, and uh, great band. Actually, a couple of weeks ago, when we were at the found, doing the show at Found Square Brewery with Chad Lair as our guest, mm-hmm. uh, Patrick Collins sat in with us for a while, and right. he told a long story about uh, how Chemical Envy was one of his seven favorite things about the indie music scene. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and he posted today that he heard that that Shane Crosby had passed away. So we want to play a Chemical Envy song. Uh, We'll play something off their EP, and uh, we'll be back next week uh, with Fontaine. This has been the Do It Indie Radio Hour. Thank you again, sir. Not a problem. And thank you very much to Craig and the gang, and thank you, Grove House. We will see you next week, Indianapolis. Bye-bye. Shut up. Chemical Envy.
anybody 